I'm going to spend a little time here talking about how we go about regulating some of the tech giants that are out there that have so much influence and so much power. Um, now, if you take a look at it, what's happening around the world, and then contrast it with what's happening in Canada, it's really quite alarming. Other countries are moving ahead. Other countries are doing things and trying to bring in laws, specifically around competition, anti-monopoly laws, things like that. Canada? Nah. All good. Why? What's going on? We're going to chat with uh, Dr. Kean Birch, who is an associate professor in the graduate program in science and technology studies at York University in Toronto. Doctor, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, thank you very much, Shay. Good to be here. When we take a look at this, first of all, let's just talk about what we're uh, focusing on. When we talk about tech giants in this sense, it's not so much social media, but it's some of these massive internet companies, the giants out there, right? Yeah, so there's uh, uh, there are five large technology companies that uh, tend to get called big tech uh, because they're you know, massive in size, and that includes uh, Apple, Amazon, uh, Google, Alphabet, um, and uh, Facebook, and Microsoft. And so they're, I think they're all trillion-dollar companies, maybe not Facebook now, but uh, valued at over a trillion dollars, and in some cases over $2 trillion on the uh, yeah, the U.S. stock market. And incredibly powerful. I mean, I mean, it's not just how yeah. big they are, it's just the power that they wield. Yeah, so they are, they're enormously powerful in a lot of different ways and uh, dominate uh, different uh, kind of markets. Uh, you know, so Google dominates search, for example, yeah. online search. Facebook dominates, uh, you know, social networks. It not only has Facebook, but it also controls uh, owns Instagram uh, and WhatsApp. And uh, you know, Apple dominates, uh, you know, has a, a pretty dominant position within uh, cell phones and uh, and so on. So they all, yeah, they yeah. All and Amazon, their own, you know, talk on online retailing. You start and end at Amazon. Yeah. So when we take a look at the way other countries around the world are, are, are reacting to this and and trying to, you know, make sure that they're doing due diligence on this. Um, Canada is way, way behind, aren't we? Uh, I think, I think, yeah, it's Canada's behind. I'm not sure about way, way behind, but I, I think it's worry. What's worrying is that the, you know, Canada's going to keep on falling behind if, yeah. uh, if we don't do anything. And are, I think that's one of the problems. Yeah. Yeah, what are we seeing the other countries do? What kind of things are they worried about? What kind of actions are they taking? Well, so they're doing lots of different things. So um, one of the major things that they're doing. Um, is uh, investigations and what are called market studies, where you examine, you know, a market to see, you know, how it's, uh, you know, how it's being influenced by particular companies and so on. So uh, uh, the U.S., for example, had a major congressional hearing that lasted, I think it lasted 16, 18 months from 2019 to 2020. Uh, they forced all the big, you know, all the big tech CEOs to come and get testimony. They had all sorts of uh, hearings where they they got testimony from competitors and you know they had it was really fascinating uh, um, uh, you know uh, investigation really and it produced a 450 page report detailing all the kind of all sorts of allegations about the the big tech firms uh, and then there are other countries and jurisdictions that have done similar things uh, so the European Union has uh, you know has held a series of consultations over the last few years because they've been developing a, a kind of suite of uh, uh, regulations and legislation to try and deal with big tech. The UK has had um, reports, uh, produced a report on the digital markets back in 2019 called the Thurman Report. Uh, and then last year, the Australian um, Competition and Consumer Commission produced a report on the, the influence of Google and Facebook on, you know, on their media um, mm. and advertising and such like. Yeah. So 
Has Canada given any explanation as to why they aren't following similar similar courses of action? What's what's the reasoning? What's the argument against doing something like this? Well, I think it's uh, it's a tricky it's tricky to you know to kind of unpack why you know the government and politicians are not doing anything. I think there's um, I think there's generally there's a, a kind of limited political will to mm-hmm. do anything about it. The Liberals promised in their election manifesto. You know, there's a quote from there that says they're going to provide a clear set of rules that ensure fair competition in the online marketplace. But we're not, you know, we don't, we don't have any, we haven't had anything since then. Um, the uh, Competition Bureau has had a, uh, they've, they've added a new unit to it, which is supposed to be focused on the kind of digital, but it, it ends up covering, it seems, uh, the whole economy. So it's kind of, you know, um, combining everything in one. Uh, and then the, the Liberals have also added uh, added uh, or increased the budget for the Competition Bureau, but uh, I think previously they'd cut it as well, so I'm not sure if that's just making up ground right. or not. Um, and I think that in terms of the, the kind of politics and the political will about it, I've you know, I've read, uh, read uh, previous um, com- uh, competition commissioners saying that uh, you know Canada, the Canadian government, and, and maybe the Canadian people as well are pretty you know, you know they're generally pretty comfortable, as it were, with monopoly and market concentration. So, you know, without a public outcry, without that kind of political will, we don't really see you know we don't see the drive to to change things. Basically, um, yeah. These companies are seen as different, though, I think, right? When you talk about typical competition laws and anti-monopoly laws and all those sorts of things that we've had in place for a long time, for some reason we see uh, some of these tech giants as, as being different. But are, are they really all that different, or are there similarities, especially when it comes to competition law? Well, I think in, in the Canadian context, I think that's what's interesting uh, here is that uh, you've, you've kind of got this this debate about that going on right now. So you've got people who say that, yes, they're very different, you know, and I, I think I, I position myself in that kind of camp. And then there are others who are kind of more, uh, you know, defend the kind of status quo uh, and are, are more kind of like, you know, arguing that we don't need new laws, that the, the current competition laws will actually work to, to uh, you know, um, Control any of the the kind of threats to competition out there, but I think that the you know the latter, the kind of more status quo, uh, you know, pundits, commentators, and so on, kind of miss the miss the uh, you know the kind of fundamental or misunderstand the fundamental nature of big tech. Uh, and I wrote about this in, in the National Post, uh, and I was trying to identify you know I identified a, a, a range of ways that they kind of misunderstand. Uh, big tech ranging from the, you know, a misunderstanding of the way that personal data is yeah. collected and used. Um, and I think that this, you know, in the past, this is, you know, they're kind of equating it. Uh, some of these, some of these pundits have equated it to, you know, to, to kind of loyalty card schemes. But I think this is a, this is a fundamental, as I say, a fundamental misunderstanding of what data means nowadays. You know, data is this this new asset class that is, uh, you know, provides this uh, this huge benefit to the big tech firms. Um, makes it almost um, impossible to compete against them, actually. So new startups, you know, they try to build up data, trying to build up, the, you know, their technologies and so on. And often it's hard for them to find um, funding, to find, you know, venture capitalists who will support them. There's this uh, very, very morbid term that people use that uh, is is uh, the term kill zone, which sounds how people talk about the kill zone around big tech because they, uh, you know, they... they um, are able to, uh, you know, limit their competitors basically by threatening, you know, by by taking, you know, taking them over or you know, buying them out, etc. So, 
what are your concerns? What are we doing? Uh, not wrong, but what are we not doing? What kind of <laughs> risks are we running by not acting? Uh, yeah, so I think that the uh, so some of the things that we need, really need to think about is, you know, we can look at uh, other countries and see what happened there when when it came to uh, you know not acting on uh, on the competition front and not supporting you know market competition. I think one of the key things we have to remember is that. You know, we, we often forget. I think the markets are, you know, markets are constructs. We make them, uh, and so we make them through policy choices and regulatory frameworks. And doing nothing is a choice. Mm-hmm. So we have to avoid. You know, we have to make sure that we are making the right choices. Uh, and there are some more recent research um, about the about the U.S., which uh, which you know uh, offers a kind of uh, you know a. Um, uh, so I've lost, I've lost. I can't think of the term. A, a kind of warning of what might happen. Uh, so a, a, there's a, a guy called Thomas Philippon from New York University who's written a book called The Great Reversal, where he talks about this this kind of 180 shift in the U.S. away from being a pro-market, pro-competition economy to becoming a monopoly economy. Right. And this, you know, consequences of this is rising prices, high prices for things like broadband, internet, airfares, cell phones, all these sorts of things. And on the other hand, you have uh, you have the the EU, the European Union, which is uh, again, it, you know, it's, it's this kind of 180, where it's now seen as the, you know, a almost paragon of pro-competition, pro-market uh, thinking, where it's you know, it's creating regulations to underpin competitive markets, and you know, it's pursuing uh, the, um, you know, the drive towards competitive markets through things like, in this case, the Digital Markets Act and Digital Services, Digital Services Act. And it, and it evolves so quickly. It's always a bit of sort of uh, trying to catch up with the way the tech moves. It's uh, it's not an easy job, Doc. I mean, it, it's it's a big challenge. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I think that there's a yeah there's a, a, a constant need for understanding uh, you know what's going on in the technology field, and that's why you know having having you know, a good starting point in Canada would be to have you know a a, a very you know detailed kind of market study uh, and uh, you know pursuing that kind of uh, you know, that kind of research that's been done elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, good stuff. Thank you very much, Doctor. I appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. That's Dr. Kean Birch, who is an associate professor in the graduate program in science and technology studies at York University in Toronto.